Off a high screen, Dorian kicked to the corner, Feirano for three. It's good with the foul! And back to throw is the quarterback, and Hayward is sacked by Joey Porter. Page takes it in, scores. J.D. Page. Boy, Stevens lets it go, and there's your touchdown. Michael Gallup. Got it down low, Hornung, dunk! And here come the students. Leading by 10, here's Van Pelt. He's at the five, touchdown Colorado State. What, what, what's up, y'all? We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Bojo's Pizza. Bojo's Pizza, the only place you can get a true Colorado mountain pie. At all six locations right now, you can get a free honey cheesy bread with the purchase of any entree. This is something you're not going to want to miss out on. Uh, their dough is just so delicious. They infuse it with locally sourced honey. This isn't some Utah bees, some Colorado bees making that honey in your pizza. That's what I want, folks. want to support local, especially during these weird times. Shout out to Bojo's. We just have so much love for them. And make sure you continue to get some carryout, some delivery, as we all, you know, do our part to stay safe at home. Word, guys. It has been a wild couple of days. I think, you know, there was kind of a shock period at first for us. You know, there definitely was for me. You know, this this entire situation just, it escalated so quickly. And it just, yeah, I mean, like we went from a, a matter of, you know, thinking maybe they'll still play this tournament, but with no fans to like being in a situation where some cities aren't that, you know, they're going on total lockdown. So it's just crazy. You know, we're going to get through it though. And we're going to bring you the best content possible. And I'm really, really excited for Friday. Uh, if you missed it this Friday, we are going to rewatch the the 2013 New Mexico Bowl, which was CSU versus Washington State, the crazy comeback. Uh, this was one of the the most exciting college football games of all time, and I think it's just going to be it's going to be a great opportunity for us to all connect, for everyone to come together. I mean, I think you just you see so much doom and gloom right now with everything that's happening, and and I totally get it. You know, it's it's a super serious situation, and I'm, I'm worried about loved ones. I'm worried about local businesses, the local economy. I'm worried about all kinds of things. I'm worried about my community. But also, you know, we got to we got to stay positive. We got to do our best to, you know, just keep pushing forward. And I think this will be a fun opportunity for us to just kind of stroll down memory lane and and forget about everything that's happening. You know, I think there's no point of of me coming on here every day and just being like, oh, another day without sports. This totally sucks. It's it's an unfortunate situation, but we're also, you know, in an kind of a unprecedented time you know there's definitely never been anything like this in my lifetime it it definitely caught me off guard it was it's it's scary and it's frustrating but we will persevere we are built for something like this you know where especially at dmvr we just have so many talented and, and creative people and so while i know that this this time is it's weird because we just don't really know what's going to happen over these next couple of months. I know, uh, I know we're going to keep you guys covered through it all. And it's honestly just so cool to see the support that so many people have already given. We've already had a ton of people upgrade their subscriptions. We've had new subscribers coming in and to have that happen during this time. is just a, 
it's a testament to y'all and, and how amazing this community really is. So I know times are uncertain, but we will push forward. We will find CSU content. We will find uh, movies, shows, whatever we got to do. You know, we will do what we have to and we will evolve because that's what you got to do in these in these weird times. So let's uh, with that, let's let's just jump right into things today. Let's start by shouting out our guy, our man, the former Ram, the former superstar, the hero of the 2013 New Mexico Bowl, Shaquille Barrett. Shaq's about to get paid, y'all. I don't know if you saw on Twitter, but I posted that Shaq is about to have FU money. And that is a reference to John Goodman's speech in The Gambler. If you haven't seen it, I won't spoil it for you because it's a great movie. It's a thrill ride. And Goodman kills it. I actually think it's one of his best roles. He has so many. He's just such a great actor. But he goes through this whole speech about how life is is about being from a position of, of F.U. And obviously he says the swear word, but I'm doing my best to keep things PG. We want to <laughs> PG-13, honestly, <laughs> considering we have beer sponsor. Uh, I guess it, it can be rated R. I don't know. Whatever. I'm, I'm trying not to say a bunch of swear words on here. <laughs> Anyways, this whole speech, it's about being from a position of FU, which is basically like if you if you save your money, you do it right. You know, you buy yourself a house, you you save some, you invest it or whatever, but you do it all from a position of FU. Somebody wants you to do something that you don't want to do. FU. Somebody wants you, says something you don't like. FU. That's what having that kind of money is like. And Shaq is about to be in that position Finally, he's finally going to have FU money. And that's so dope. It's just, the, that's not an eloquent way to phrase it, but it honestly, it's so dope. This dude has worked so hard over the years. And to see him push forward and go from being, you know, he was an undrafted free agent coming out of CSU. People thought he was too fat. They didn't think his game was going to translate because they didn't think he was athletic enough to succeed. I mean, part of this, like you look at the combine and some of these dudes and I get that like having an eight pack and and being these biceps and all that, like it's great. But also like sometimes you just have to be a good football player. And Shaq is just a damn good football player. Now, don't get me wrong. He's had to he's had to put in the work. He's had to change his lifestyle. He's had to change the way he eats and he's done it. And to see him just like keep pushing forward and and keep succeeding even though he's had just so many just like unfortunate things like first of all he completely outplayed Shane Ray the entire time that they were both in Denver and kind of due to like political reasons Shane Ray just kept getting snaps over him that's my opinion of the situation I obviously I don't cover the Broncos up close and personal I have uh, written about them for a variety of publications over the years so it's Definitely had my thumb on the polls, family season ticket holders, all that. Um, but I just, I, I feel like Shaq consistently outplayed Shane Ray. And because the Broncos had so much capital invested in Shane, he was a first round pick out of Missouri. He just kept getting opportunities. And then, of course, you know, they end up signing Bradley Chubb, which basically seals his fate with the Broncos. And from that point, you know, it was pretty obvious he was going to move on. Signs a super team-friendly deal with the with the Buccaneers. Basically, you know, takes a chance on himself. He wants to go somewhere. He's going to have a chance to start. He was willing to take less money to do so because he knew if he got that opportunity, he was going to shine. And, and that's exactly what he did. He, he led the league with 19 and a half sacks, set a franchise record. 
And this I've talked about this before, but having the franchise record in sacks at a place like Tampa Bay, that's pretty legit. They've had some dogs come through there over the years. You know, Warren Sapp, Simeon Rice, just to name a few. So to hold a record there, it's it's pretty legit. And it's just cool because like I said, you know, he was he was an undrafted free agent. People thought that he was too fat. They didn't think he was going to succeed. Then he gets to Denver, starts on the practice squad, plays a, a crucial role in that 2015 Super Bowl run. People forget that. He made six starts that season and was really, really productive. If you think back to that wonky Cleveland Browns game, a game that the Broncos probably shouldn't have won, Shaq, he came up with a couple of strip sacks in that game, just totally, totally saved the day. And that's kind of like what Shaq has always done, you know, consistently going all the way back to the New Mexico Bowl or that really that whole season. I mean, he was the Mountain West player of the year. So it's not like it's not like he was a, a one game guy or anything like that. He, he produced consistently throughout his three years at CSU had over 200 total tackles, 18 career sacks. Twelve of them, though, were in that 2013 season. And he was just a force to be reckoned with. And, and I don't know why he didn't get drafted. I, I, it really, it all comes down to just perception of what players are supposed to look like. And, and he didn't fit that mold. Didn't matter. Proved himself, earned his way onto the team, won a Super Bowl ring. Even so, the Broncos go out and, and they draft Bradley Chubb. And I get it. Chubb is a monster. And I, I, I don't really think the Broncos thought that he was even going to be there in the first place. And so, you know, the fact that that they drafted him, it's it's not shocking or anything like that. Like that, it wasn't a slight to Shaquille Barrett, but it it pretty much it sealed the deal that he wouldn't come back. Because I do think the Broncos would have had Shaq back if he would have been willing to you know be a backup, but that just wasn't going to happen. He wanted to start, so he went down to Tampa Bay, kills it with the Buccaneers, basically has as many tackles last year as he had with the Broncos over the last two seasons before that combined absolutely just kills it 37 hits on the quarterback 19 sacks I mean just a beast just impacted the game in every way and now he's in a position where the Buccaneers very clearly value him and want him to be a staple of the defense moving forward which is it's really cool I mean, the fact that they committed the franchise tender to Barrett over Jameis Winston says a lot. They took Jameis with the number one overall pick just in 2015. That's not that long ago. The number one overall pick. And and the Buccaneers are saying, you know, we'd rather commit ourselves to Shaq. Now, maybe Jameis will, will be back. It doesn't really seem like it based on uh, what the reporters are saying. It kind of seems like Jameis is going to be elsewhere. The The Chargers... I saw some people say the Raiders, but now they're signing Mariota, so I guess that's not going to happen. But they're they're committing to Shaq over somebody that was the number one pick, regardless of of Winston's erratic career. And and trust me, it's been it's been a circus. But he was the number one overall pick in a quarterback in a quarterback heavy league, and they decided you know we'd rather have Shaq, and and that's awesome because like I said, he's had to work to so hard to just even get to this point and he's finally going to get paid we'll see if he ends up signing the tender or not they still have some time this is this could be you know a negotiation tactic to where you know you place the tender just to give yourself that security if if somewhere if you were to sign elsewhere in Tampa Bay were to not match that offer they'd have to send two first round picks so i really don't see that happening 
especially because Shaq has already said he's willing to play on the tag if he has to. If he does, it's the one-year deal, but you're playing on a deal that's based around the average of the top five paid people uh, players at that position from last year. That's not a bad spot. Ultimately, you know, you want that long-term security. You just, you never know what's going to happen. I mean, even if you make 15 million this season, that's that's sweet. I mean, for most of us, that's more money than we could ever even imagine making. But we know it's a crazy league, and to be honest, he could probably get like a like a four-year, I don't need, I don't know, like seventy million dollar deal or something like that. So it's it's going to be interesting to see how this whole thing plays out. But it, it definitely seems like Shaq is going to be with the Bucks for the foreseeable future. If you're considering getting his jersey, now's a great time. You know, I have a Broncos Shaq Barrett jersey. Can't really rock it as much now anymore, but it's still just a cool keepsake to have and and to represent a local dude. So shout out to Shaq Barrett. Everyone in Ram country is definitely rooting for you. And it's just cool to see the way that he's worked his way from being an undrafted, a chubby guy that people doubted to being undoubtedly one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. So yeah, Shaq is the people's champion. We stand here at DNVR Rams and I'm stoked for his future. We're going to move on. We're going to talk briefly about the Bachelor finale. I know there's a ton of folks that represent Bachelor Nation. What up? Woo woo! Even if you're not listening to it because it's entertaining just to talk about this trash, I'm going to be honest. I watched three episodes of Jersey Shore last night, Family Reunion. Uh, I love it. I, I freaking love Jersey Shore. I know, it's, I know it's trash, but you guys have to understand that it originally aired when I was in high school. So there's like the nostalgia factor that's tied into it. And I, I've already admitted multiple times that I love the trash drama. That's why I like The Bachelor. Uh, it's why I'm going to watch uh, Love is Blind on Netflix. I've heard a bunch about that one. So yeah, uh, your boy likes some trash TV. I, I love great, you know, well-written television, stuff like Barry, uh, The Wire. But I just, I need that fix. And especially right now during these stressful times, it's it's that like little moment of relief. And so, yeah, we're going to talk about The Bachelor. Before we do, though, can we just briefly say, what the hell is Bill O'Brien doing in Houston? You're going to trade the best wide receiver in football for an aging running back? I mean, David Johnson's a stud. Don't get me wrong. But the best wide receiver in football? And you don't even win the trade? That dude. It was weird, man. I don't understand what that dude is doing there. Seems like uh, the beatdown from the Broncos kind of, kind of shook things up there in Houston. So, if I if, if I were a betting man, I I would say that I would bet that O'Brien will not be the head coach in 2021. That's just my guess. I that's my two cents on the situation. I'm not really going to dive into it or anything like that, but. It's a weird day for the NFL. It felt more like the the NBA just with the trades. You had Stephon Diggs getting traded to the Buffalo Bills. You had Hopkins getting traded. I mean, when was the last time we had two legit NFL superstars, offensive playmakers traded on the same day? I'm sure it's happened before, but I it definitely doesn't stand out. I can't like there are no instances that jump to mind, but it was a weird day for the NFL. And yeah, it was a lot of fun. It made me crave football. I just, I don't, I can't wrap my mind around how the Texans would think that, that giving O'Brien this much power was a good decision. 
because he, I mean, he basically just traded a, the best wide receiver in the game over some, some petty grievances is what it seems like based on what people are saying online. So Billy boy, what are you doing? Before we talk about The Bachelor, I need to shout out my friends over at Breckenridge Brewery. Let me tell you, there's nothing better to be locked down with than a six-pack of Strawberry Sky. It's stressful. It's chaotic out. Get yourself a six-pack of Summer in a can. It's light. It's delicious. It pairs with anything. Honestly, like I bought two six-packs a couple of days ago. They're probably not even going to last me through the week if I'm spending this much time at home. Going to crack open a few cold ones. Hey, might as well. It's the responsible thing to do, folks. It's not safe to go out and work out. It is safe to stay home and drink beer. Remember that. Your country depends on you. Word, word, bird is the word. We are going to wrap up the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Bojo's Pizza with a few minutes on the Bachelor Talk. Not going to take you know a ton of time. We're not going to talk about it as much as we talked about Shaq Barrett, but I think it's worth talking about. Now, if you're not a fan of The Bachelor, first of all, start watching because it's it's so entertaining. I was a skeptic for years. I'm sure at some point I probably, you know, actually I know for a fact at some point I have criticized friends of mine for watching The Bachelor. So I'm a total hypocrite. Let's get that out of the way now. I'm I'm totally hooked now. I'm going to watch every season after this, even though it's trash. I fully admit it. But first, if you, if you watch the season finale, you had a dead giveaway. Peter proposes and gets a yes, like so fast from Hannah Ann. It's like literally like 20 minutes into the episode. This is like if you're watching Law and Order SVU, it's never going to be like the first guy they show because you're 10 minutes into the episode. It's If it's the first guy, if the killer's the first guy, what else are we going to watch for the first for the next 50 minutes? And this was a two hour finale. It was a two night finale. But on the on the second night of the finale, like 20 minutes in, maybe maybe even before that, he gets the Pete gets the proposal and yes from Hannah Ann. And you immediately are like, uh, I don't know about that. A couple days go by. Pete totally skimps out. He's he's been awful this entire season. He's he's uncommittal. He's wishy-washy. We all have people like that. If Pete was a person that you knew, he would be like that guy in the friend group that when you text him, he's, or he's like, yeah, let's go out. Then like 45 later, minutes later, it's like, ah, uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to go out, guys. Then like 15 minutes after that, he's like, know, actually, I definitely am going to go out. And then like 20 minutes after that, you get the final. I'm not coming because some excuse, blah, blah, blah. That is Pete. That has been him this entire season. And of course, he was a total flake in the finale. The, the engagement to Hannah Ann ends up being off. He, he proposes to Madison. And then we've come to find out that they have already split. After two days after the finale, they had already split. I mean, this was, this was not surprising at all. The big, the big juicy surprise of The Bachelor this year was that Madison was saving herself for marriage. She didn't even tell Pete this until like so far into the process. It was, it was honestly crazy how long she waited to tell him. I have no beefs with her having standards or anything like that. Like, hey, if you have high standards and, and you want your significant other to be held to this to this standard, like you do you. I hope you find someone that meets them. But you got to be honest and, and forthright about the situation from the start. I mean, could you imagine if, if you dated someone for like I don't, months, I don't, weeks? I don't, 
I don't know what the appropriate amount of time would be to talk about this, I guess, to be fair. But on a, on a show like The Bachelor, where you know the, the main intention is marriage right off the bat, that's probably something that you should should get off your chest. I don't know. It, it just seems to me like she didn't handle it the best way. I know that it seems like as a society, we have kind of taken Madison's side in this, partially because Pete is a, is a total dweeb, and partially because, you know, it's just like, she's like a strong, independent, confident woman. And, and this season, like there were just not a lot of great characters. So I'll admit, you know, she's, she's totally seems like a catch, like a, like a dream girl type material, however you want to phrase it. But this, the show is just a perfect example of, of people that are like the least prepared to communicate and have a, a functioning relationship, but are somehow trying to get locked down into a, a full commitment. So it's absolutely trash, but I, I watched it. I enjoyed it. And I'll be curious to see what happens in the seasons moving forward. I'm pretty sure the bachelorette has been delayed, but whenever it comes back, I am definitely looking forward to the drama. Uh, I'm looking for new shows to talk about on the podcast, something that we can maybe watch as like a community, not necessarily something like the the New Mexico Bowl where we're all going to watch it on the same time. Uh, this Friday, 6 p.m., I'll post the link on YouTube. I'll also post it on Facebook. If you follow the Facebook page, I think most of you guys uh, follow the info via Twitter, though. So we'll post that there. But I am looking for shows that we could we could you know maybe talk about whether that's thirty for thirties, uh, sports related probably, but they don't have to be by any means. Uh, you know we've been talking about the Bachelor for weeks, so I think sports probably just because you know most of the audience can connect with that. I'm pretty sure the second season of All American is about to be on Netflix, so uh, maybe we can do something with that. I really enjoyed the first season. It's it's definitely it's a CW show, so there's definitely some like corny family drama but in a sense it's it reminds me of friday night lights the tv show that way but i think the the football scenes are actually better and generally i think the acting is a little bit better too so i love all american i'm I'm really into that show so maybe we can do something with that but honestly i just i want feedback from you guys comment rate subscribe all of that this this content is is going to be for you it's it's tough times out there, but we are a, a phenomenal community. So if we stick together, we'll get through this. And I, I just, I'd love to get some feedback on, on things that'll help you guys get through these next couple of months, these next couple of weeks, whatever it ends up being. But know that you aren't in it alone. Stay safe out there. Wash your hands. Much love. Machetes at a deli in New Delhi Feeling scummy like Martin Scarelli Turn jam into jelly then drink it like juice But water's the truth so I sip on that too Skinny looking kid with no car keys Like the only thing I drive is RCRV's Got the stash like Steve Harvey Oh I'm gnarly like non from